Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, this is Savania DeBarros, the protector of athletes, and today we have an amazing guest, someone who I have had the pleasure of knowing now for what I think maybe two years. Yeah. Dr. James Krause. We also call him Dr. Jim. So um, welcome to the show. Savoni, I'm glad to be here. Um, we've had a, an opportunity to do this once before, and we got kicked off the, the uh, appointment. So I'm glad to be here. Yes, absolutely. Now, Dr. Krause, I met you initially at Sports Management Worldwide, Worldwide SMWW, one of their events. Um, I think it was the basketball event um, over the summer. That was the first place where I got a chance to introduce myself to you and meet you. And, and we've just been cultivating a relationship ever since. So how did you get started with that platform, SMWW, and how did your career even lead you to that place? Well, that's a, that's a question that could, I could probably take the whole hour to answer. Um, basically, Savonia, I, I've kind of run my career like a bucket list. Um, I started out coaching right out of college and um, decided very early on I wanted to be a Division One coach. So I went through the steps of being a GA and, and being a junior college coach and so on until I got to be a division one basketball coach. And, and then I, I coached for years after that different levels and then Mm -hmm. decided I wanted to be an AD. So I went and became an AD and then I decided I want to write a book and, and, uh, at, the point where SMWW came into the into the fold, um, I had just finished uh, taking care of my mother. She had a, a terminal disease, and I spent the last year with her and um, finished taking care of all of that and then um, was looking for something, and, and I ran into Dr. Lashbrook, and it was love at first sight. I mean, we we had very, very similar feelings about things. Mm-hmm. And it's been a 16-year relationship, and it's been, it's been awesome. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your mother, and I'm sure that created a, a ton of adversity for you just navigating through that. Um, but why don't you share some of the, the interests that you shared with Dr. Lashbrook um, and if for you guys who don't know who Dr. Lashbrook is, he is the founder of sports management worldwide, has represented all types of athletes um, and is actually doing a great job in getting other individual students and people who are interested in representing athletes, getting them educated on, on what that looks like and what it entails. So what were some of the few key interests that you shared with Dr. Lashbrook during that time? Well, I think, Savonia, what, one of the things that, that I learned very early on is that there is no place you can go and find out how to do something. I wanted to be a coach. How do I become mm-hmm. a coach? Well, 
you know, it's all hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an AD. Well, Dr. Lashbrook has put together a curriculum where somebody who wants to be a coach can take a course and learn how to be a coach. Somebody that wants to be an AD can take a course and learn how to navigate the job market to become an, a sports administrator. And then what's happened over the 16 years is we've expanded it uh, around the globe. And I've had students in 62 or 63 countries now, which is tremendous. It's a tremendous network um, for, for students, and it's a tremendous network for me. It's been a great learning experience. Now, I'll tell you, I've met some amazing people at Sports Management Worldwide, especially the uh, events that you guys host. And one thing that I personally have seen from a lot of people is the passion that they have around sports. And, and you know, we're talking about people who are doing so many different things or want to do so many different things connected to sports. So with that in mind, what have been some of the main issues that you find yourself speaking to uh, athletes or former athletes or professionals who want to represent athletes about? Well, I think some of the biggest things is we don't understand um, how important first impressions are. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't understand how the value of having a resume or a CV or a letter of interest, um, having it presented in a very professional manner. Mm-hmm. I I always ask my students to send me their resumes. And some of the stuff I get is actually, and, and I apologize mm-hmm. for this, but it's trash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, typos, poor grammar, the, the, the paragraphs are not paragraphs. It's just, it's just terrible stuff. And so we, we, try to, we try to redo that. But I think the big thing, Savonia, uh, in, in sports right now is we've gotten away from a professional approach. We've gotten away from the importance of character and attitude. And we've kind of centered everything on talent. Yep. And, and I think those of us who have been in this sports industry for as long as I have and for as long as Dr. Lashbrook has, we realize that if you have the talent and don't have the character and the attitude, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not going anywhere. True. True. You know, I want to highlight something. So I don't I don't know if you know this, but I wrote and published a book which actually ended up becoming a bestseller. What are you sporting about? And one of the conversations in this book is about having the right character, having proper uh, credibility, um, presenting yourself with some type of humility in the sense that you don't know everything. That's why you are going to other people for advice. That's why you need a mentor. That's why you need a particular person if you're trying to create a business to help you in different facets of that business. And you're right. It's so many. It's Talent is only going to get you so far. You know, sports is only going to get you so so far. Um, almost everything has a shelf life. And, and when the expiration has, uh, when, when there's an expiration there, what is left? It's you, the individual, and some of your other interests. But if you are a person who has bad characteristics, show up late, don't respond to emails, um, you know, don't put your best foot forward, like you said, in a, in a resume and something that it's written, 
what will people think about you? And so on your next journey, it could be extremely rough just from that. What do you think about that? No, I think you're absolutely right. And um, uh, it, it is a huge part, and it's a part that's very often left out. Um, trying to teach someone who's already an adult what it means to be professional, what mm-hmm. it means, what it means to, to be, you use the word humble, to be humble. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a very hard process. They've already they've already established themselves in a certain in a certain way, yeah. and to change that at at when you're when people are adults is very difficult. Very plus, difficult. plus, you know, we all hate change, mm-hmm. so that that even makes it that even makes it more difficult. But I no, absolutely. Uh, I think your 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 first impression, how people think of you mm-hmm. right from the get go really can really can open a lot of doors for you if you do it the right way and if you do it the wrong way you can close a lot of doors that are not going to open in the future right which which is also considered in in another way your brand <laughs> the yes. brand that you are putting out there to the world um and you know, I've I've heard people say like your reputation can precede you and that can be a good thing, that can be a bad thing. You know, and the best feeling is having a good reputation where when people actually meet you, they already know you to be this phenomenal person, a person who's trustworthy, a person who's hardworking, a person who's diligent. But if you are everything opposite to that, that would be a bad situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to meet you have to meet people's expectations and if their expectations are positive, you mm-hmm. want to keep them positive. If their expectations are negative, you don't want to feed that you don't want to feed that animal. You want to try to change change the perspective. So, yeah, I, that's a critical piece. I hope I hope all the people that read your book um understand how valuable that that information is that is a critical piece yes absolutely i want to shift gears just a little bit because we are what well, we have shifted into a different climate as it relates to uh college athletes who i i still consider to be professional athletes because of the type of rigorous training that they go through and the schedules that they have to adhere to and now um they are on the cuffs of being having the ability to own and profit from their own name image and likeness and you especially with your your prior history as a former athletic director being a d1 coach um, and now into a position where you can educate and also mentor athletes and professionals who are out there looking for their opportunity to educate athletes, they're going to find themselves um, possibly speaking to college athletes who are either right at the cusp of going pro or trying to find a way to uh, mon- not monopolize, but take advantage of the name, image, and likeness rules um, that are definitely out there. Do you have any advice for these athletes on what they should be doing now um, to gear up for for this whole wave of NIL and any advice as to um, agents, what they should be looking for 
in an agent? Well, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to make everybody mad right up front. And I'm going to say this, that they have to they have to make a concentrated effort with their academics. Yes, they, they have to get they have to get that side of it done. They mm-hmm. have to get a degree um, because however long their their athletic career lasts, yep. it's, it's going to be short lived. And, and then they're going to have 30 years after that where they're going to have to work for a living and what's available to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that that part right away is is very critical. The second thing is, and you touched on it, is building is building their brand. Yeah. Uh, and and what happens, I think, is the the great ones, the ones that are coming out of college that everyone looks at and says, wow, there are no miss that those players, that very few of those players they're going to have most everything done for them. Mm-hmm. But who who is helping the people that are being drafted in round three, four, five, six, and seven? Right. Who is helping the the round the round two of mm-hmm. the NBA draft or the or the free agents that are signing mm-hmm. those deals? And for me. I think you have to have you have to have an agent who is uh, is a lawyer. I think you have to have an agent. And if you go with an agency and the agent who is responsible for you is not a lawyer, there should be a lawyer there at your disposal. Mm -hmm. Everything needs to be done properly. Mm -hmm. And, and, And for years and years and years, it hasn't been. Um, you, you know, you pick a lawyer who, who, or you pick a, an agent who's, who's the most friendly or the best looking or treats, treats your family the nicest or brings the nicest gifts or whatever it might be. And, and that's all wrong. Mm-hmm. You've got to be, you've got to be hiring someone as your agent who is going to be looking out for you and your interests mm-hmm. and going to be telling you the truth. Right. Right. Like so many of these athletes come out of college and they're going to get drafted and they're going to make some money. And with them comes along a, a, um, a whole bunch of their friends and, and family members. Right. The entourage. Right. <laughs> the, the, the posse. Yeah. Who are all expecting to to get handouts now for the rest of your life from you because they've been your friend. Yep. And you know there have been hundreds and hundreds of athletes who have tried to do this and failed in a big way. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then and then we have one we have one we have LeBron James who who did this, who brought all of his friends along. The difference was the smartest one in the group was LeBron James. Yeah. And so he sent his posse to college mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and to get their degrees. And he sent he sent people out to get trained and, and to yep. learn what it was necessary to right. do to help him. Right. But right. he's one. That's one. What about the rest of them? The rest of them yeah. don't have 
don't have the level of experience right. or the level of intelligence that LeBron has. LeBron right. is an incredible human being. He's not he's not just an incredible basketball player. Mm-hmm. He, he he's got he's got it going on. Yeah. But I he is he is one in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you know, I'm so glad you said like a lot of people might get mad at at you for initially saying get your education. That's something else I harp on and what he's worrying about the book. Like who needs education? You need education because at the end of the day, education, it's not just a tool to secure your future outside of sports, but it's also a place where you can meet different people who you don't know, enter different rooms that you probably never thought you would be in just because of your education. Things, um, education has the ability to teach you about situations and issues and cultures that you didn't even think you were learning at the time, you know, and because of that, it in itself will also open up doors. But I'm also glad that um, you even spoke about having a lawyer. A lot of people don't know that they need counsel on their team. And when it comes to athletes and especially athletes who are in business, because now, you know, take, take, um, a college athlete who probably is going to be drafted, whether it's first round or something latter or being a, a, a free agent, if you are being drafted or you're going in as first priority free agent, you're probably going to get a pretty nice contract. And so what do they do with, with the contract proceeds, right? They all have this, these great ideas and things they want to do to hopefully um, ward off all of the stereotypes around athletes going broken and whatnot, but you don't have the right team around you. You don't have the right people in positions who will make sure that you're protected, that the funds you're putting out are actually going to be an investment into your business that will also yield, you know, a return, not a, not a loss and a deficit. Um, And having a lawyer there is something that is so important. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard athletes and business owners talk about um, all the issues they have around their contracts and their relationships because they didn't know what their legal rights were, you know, and you can have an agent, but like you said, if your agent isn't a lawyer, there are some contractual issues that they may not even know exist legally you know, to properly protect that athlete. So I'm so glad that you, that you um, pointed that out because I would definitely, re- I do recommend to each athlete and each individual and each business owner, get you a lawyer on your team. You will not be sorry about that. Um, Dr. Krause, before we wrap up, is there any tips or main points that you want to leave um, with the audience about um, just moving, especially moving forward with uh, COVID-19 and the ability to just keep pushing forward in year 2021? Well, two things. First, I would like to say this. Uh, I am seeing more and more athletes come into my classes who uh, started being professional athletes, especially overseas, Mm -hmm. when they were 12, 13 years old, and now they're 25 and 26, and their careers are over. Mm 
and they have they have no foundation. They have no education. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to do. They don't want to coach. They want to do something else. What can I do? And and there's not a lot of choices. Mm -hmm. So I I emphasize that we are we are really needing educational support when you enter the workforce. That is, there is no more. There is no more job market or very little job market for people who who have a high school diploma. Right. The, those jobs have gone uh, have gone away. The mm-hmm. second thing I would say regarding the COVID thing is that sports are going to drastically change mm-hmm. when this is over. Mm-hmm. We are not going back to the way it was. We're not going back to the to the the traditional sports as we've known them in the past. Everything that we know will change this summer, next fall, whenever this thing is is finally is finally taken care of and we need to be prepared for that. And if we're not if we're not, the job market is going to explode. There's going to be thousands of jobs available. Mm-hmm. There's going to be all kinds of change in in the uh, in the professional levels, in the college and university levels. There's colleges and universities that are closing um, because they they couldn't afford and they weren't prepared for this. So the the changes are going to be monumental um, whenever this COVID thing is is over. So I don't want anybody out there to think, well, we're going to go right back to the way it was because the way it was is over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you guys have heard from Dr. Krause. This man is phenomenal. <laughs> Just the short period of time that I've had an opportunity to know him, he is phenomenal. Um, I will definitely say you are one of the people who your reputation definitely precedes you. I know I didn't know you or know your reputation prior to meeting you, Um, but just having the opportunity to get to know you and communicate with you, um, it it had, for me, it's definitely been a motivator for me. Um, And so I know that any of these professionals and students who are coming to you, they will also be equally blessed, if not more. Um, than what I've had the chance to be blessed from just knowing you. So thank you so much for coming onto the show to impart some knowledge and and um, wisdom onto our listeners. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, uh, I, I loved meeting you a couple of years ago, and I'm so happy we've stayed in touch. And I'll be happy to do this anytime you'd like. Um, but thank you very much for this opportunity. You are welcome. And guys, listen, for the book that we've been discussing, What Are You Sporting About? Make sure you grab your copy by going to www.prosportlawyer.com. If you're not ready to buy the book, that is quite okay. Hey, just sign up for our newsletter so that you can be in touch, stay in touch and be educated so that you can be supported and guided to your next level. This is Savannah Navarro's Protector of Athletes, and I'm so glad that you were able to join me today. Take care.
Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.